0: Welcome to uh, Untitled Buffy Podcast, episode three. You're
1: not giving it a name.
0: We'll get there. I do have a name idea, but I think it's. I feel like it's going to be relevant later once we've kind of unpacked some of the audiobook.
1: How mysterious! Yeah,
0: I this. I, I wrote a note. I wrote notes. Where are your notes? In a, a little book.
1: Oh, you wrote them with your hands.
0: Yeah. I'll see if I can still reread them because...
1: I haven't I... seen your handwriting before. Give us a look. Mm. Are you embarrassed? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I just can't see that far. It's dark enough.
0: Do you want me to turn some lights on?
1: <laughs> No. Um, it doesn't look bad.
0: That was such a funny... <laughs> your facial expression just then was just like you were trying to, you know, decipher the Rosetta Stone or something. <laughs>
1: I just couldn't see that far. I was like, is this what bad handwriting is? Just pull it a bit closer. <laughs> All right, hang on. Oh, that's fine.
0: There's some words where I'm just like...
1: That's not bad man writing. I didn't
0: try to write it. Like, this was me trying to write it, knowing I would have to reread it.
1: Yeah. I write a lot, so I think my handwriting's pretty good. Mm, I don't write much. And I have favourite pens. Wow. Um, When I went overseas... I don't need to tell you this story now Tell it, tell it <laughs> When I went overseas recently I was with my brother and his partner And we went to this cafe And this young dorky waiter came up to us And he had lined in his apron Like seven of the same pen And it's my favourite pen mm. And I was like, wow Just you, seven Yeah, you like that pen? He's like, yeah, I had to bring my own pen And then we just had a discussion about how good that pen was
0: Why did he bring seven? That sounds like someone...
1: He seemed like a bit...
0: Like he was going to lose it or something?
1: No. Just like a person that felt safe with many of their favourite pens. Okay.
0: What kind of pen was it?
1: It's a Pilot G something.
0: Are they the ones with like the oily bits in the back of it?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: You know, there's like those pens that are a bit more... They've got like thicker fountains or like pen ink wells inside them. And they just kind of they're smoother to write than just like oh, a yeah, yeah, classic big
1: yeah. it, it's a beautiful smooth pen. And maybe that's what you need, a beautiful smooth pen.
0: I think so. Or just a big texter
1: Yeah, maybe. Um anyway, I thought, wow, well, if I was dating young people, I would date this boy in my favourite pen. <laughs> <laughs> it was great.
0: Is it was it for the pe- him or the pen?
1: It was both. It was the pen, but also that he had so many of them because the pen made him feel safe, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the pen makes me feel safe. Okay. And that's why I'm at my life. Yep. Like
0: just looking for a good pen.
1: Yeah, a woman in their thirties yep. who like just loves a good pen.
0: Where's the pen themed dating apps? <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there which is like dating apps for writers. Um there's real weird dating apps out there,
1: yeah, but it's not that I'm a writer it's just that I, I like write like writing, yeah, yeah, like writing a shopping list, yeah. it's not
0: no, no, I yeah. know maybe there's like a pen enthusiast one there's one called hater. I remember seeing that years ago
1: a dating app called you, hater yeah,
0: and you just you it asks you about things and you say whether you hate them or not, and so you you rather, you're matching on things that you hate mutually
1: that's terrible.
0: I think I downloaded it for five minutes
1: It would be fun But that's like really bad negative energy It sounds so whimsical saying that But to start a relationship with It's like, yeah, let's think about the things we We fucking hate hate. Yeah
0: Yeah One of them was Tom Brady though And I hate Tom Brady I don't know who that is Anyway, that's for all Oh, he plays football He he played football, he doesn't anymore R.I.P. to him I guess we should talk about Buffy, right? Okay And not NFL NFL, National Football League, American football.
1: Yeah, um, he went out the supermodel. I know
0: that. Yeah, they're divorced now.
1: He's very old. Um, okay, Slayers episode three.
0: Yeah, episode three.
1: Were you entertained? Um, because you said you zoned out in two. I
0: zoned out in two, and then I zoned out. I think I think I'm zoning out on the um the even numbered episodes. and paying attention on the odd numbered episodes. Yeah, because I paid attention and I kept notes for this one. And then uh, episode four, there was certainly a part where I zoned out again.
1: Yeah, maybe it's the two in a row for you. Maybe. It could be that. I also think that after you do a rewatch, two things. One, I feel like the time in your life that you watched Buffy Mm. really makes a difference to how you feel about it because the things that I watched when I was a teenager slash child means more to me.
0: Mm-hmm. There's sort of a nostalgia to yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And I can't remember the point of what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So I think these are more entertaining to me. Mm. And I feel like once you've rewatched the whole thing, you'll come back to this and you'll be like, oh, my friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yep.
1: And so once again, I'm sorry for making it's... us do this. No, first. no, that's
0: fine. I don't, I'm not, I'm not like hating it or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd be happy to sit down and kind of just listen to it all not pay full attention, yeah. but I kind of need to pay a bit more attention because we're trying to talk about it. Whereas if I was just listening to it,
1: the yeah, zoning that's out true. I wouldn't be
0: too stressed about. And like the part I zoned out on, I think I've still got most of it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah.
1: Okay. So <laughs> Spike opens again with his narrating voice, which still annoys me. Yeah, same. That, that voice of like,
0: I'm a broody boy.
1: Yeah. It's annoying. Um.
0: It's There's some music playing in the background and I'm being moody. Yeah,
1: and I'm, I'm putting on moody this, like, vampire. deep, dark voice. Oh, and I really think he should have practiced his um, Spike voice a bit more. I think that's the problem.
0: Maybe. We'll talk about other people's voices as well as they come up because there's some interesting voices later uh, towards the end of this episode. Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so... Um, should I do like the recap?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've got notes, so I'm going to just write, do you want me to read you what my notes?
1: No, no, no. Cause as I go through the bits okay. that yours are relevant to, that's where you can say it. So Spikes talking, the only thing that came up for me during his like monologue was that it's felt like Anyanka will be another like big bad mm. of this season. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after that, we go back to the fight, um, in front of the hospital Some kind of demon dog, blah, blah, blah. And also, Heidi Miranda first came off in the first two episodes as, like, evil. Well, like, more evil. But I feel like in this episode, she was more like a funny big bad. Kind of like Spike. Like, not that bad. Yeah. You know, like Spike when he was bad.
0: Well, so... We get Moody Spike having his Moody recap of the previous episode. Yeah. And then it kind of cuts back to they've just been ambushed by Heidi
1: Miranda Miranda.
0: and uh, Heidi Miranda's entourage. Yeah. And yeah, Heidi Miranda has a big dog man. Yeah. And I, I remember wrote, I wrote a note that just says, more animals, yeah. question mark.
1: Why are they obsessed with animals? I don't know. Every time an animal came up, I'm like, why are we still talking about this animal? And
0: then they make a big deal about it and they're punching with the big dog man and they call him a big dog man.
1: Yeah. And there's little animal jokes like, stay dead.
0: Yeah. And like,
1: and down boy.
0: Yeah. Kick a dog while he's down. Yeah. Yeah, That's- I wasn't...
1: Okay, I have more comments about the animals as we go on. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, there's so many animals. Um, The only thing I have, the note I have is Miranda senses all of Slayer, Cordelia's grief, and I feel like that's like more backstory of how.
0: Yeah, Cordy equals sad.
1: Yeah, big sad Slayer gal. So
0: they're getting their punch on. Um, I do like the sound effects and stuff when it's punching, when there's the punching. It's sort of, you know, it's usually fun. There's some good... Breaking sounds and things like
1: that. The sound effects in general are pretty good. The music is what kind of annoys me sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You know, like that dramatic music yeah. when Spike's being dramatic.
0: At the start, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Um, got anything else to say about that hospital scene?
0: Uh, I literally wrote down Cordy equals sad and then a sad face. <laughs> good, good note.
1: <laughs> um, okay.
0: And then we cut scene.
1: Yeah, we go to the bookshop. Where Clem's reading li- *Little Women* to Frozen and Yanka, and I really like how books and bookshops are in all the episodes because it makes it feel like this cute little cozy world that was built and
0: bunch of nerds, yeah, bunch of bookworms. Um,
1: have you read *Little Women*?
0: No, have I you, haven't. Uh, um, have you seen the movie? Did we talk about me being dyslexic? Yeah, but... I'm not good at reading. And you
1: just got Audible last week, so...
0: No, I haven't seen any Little Women films. I know I know that someone dies because of Friends. Because uh. in an episode of Friends, they, they talk about that.
1: Yes. And that's actually one of the only scenes in Friends I can remember. Because Joey's reading it. Yeah. And... Because I'm not a huge Friends person, but I did watch it. And he gets up to this part in Little Women and he has to put the book in the freezer. Yes. And I've remembered that so well because I really relate to that.
0: Putting a book in the freezer?
1: No, but like I think about that. Like this week I was reading this book and, you know, the way books go, goes is like, you know, conflicts and then they get resolved. Yeah. And I was really enjoying this book and I felt like all the conflicts had been resolved, but there was still like, you know, like... A centimetre and a half width left of the book to go, yep. which meant to me that something bad was going to happen mm. and I just couldn't take it. So I haven't gone back to the book. So the
0: book's finished in your opinion and it's done.
1: Well, I really want to finish it. And I thought when I did that, I closed it. I was like, I should put it in the freezer. But I also messaged a bunch of people and I was like, has anyone read this book? I need someone to like lightly tell me mm, if anything. Should I finish good. it? Yeah. Um, anyway, maybe you should watch Little Women and you can compare and contrast the which, two different...
0: Which Little Women should I watch? You should watch both. The newer one, the Greta Gerwig?
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say the climate activist. <laughs> yeah,
0: Greta Thunberg.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's one with Florence Pugh and then one with Winona Ryder. Anyway, this is not the Little Women podcast. Sorry. Um...
0: So Clem's talking about his favourite adaptation. He's not talking
1: no. <laughs> He's He does say some lines about little women. I'm like, mm, interesting, Clem. Okay. Um, something, something, something. Anyaka takes control of Clem's mind. Yeah, she gets in there. Yeah. yeah.
0: She's talking to him in his head and sort of not possesses him, but kind of, I guess, enthralls him.
1: Yeah. So the way we're seeing it, right, she's demon looking and she's frozen, but her mind's still active. And yeah. She's, she's still frozen, but in Clem's mind. Yeah. Okay. And then back at the hospital fight, Hottie Miranda mentions that I only wrote this because she's heard of C- Cordelia mm. because she used to work with Angelus. And I was like, "Yes." oh, every time another character's mentioned, I'm just like, it warms my heart. Like, oh, hello, old friend, I've missed you.
0: Yeah. They're getting their punch on. Cordelia kills one of the lackeys. Yeah. And she's real just happy about it, it seems, or it's just very...
1: Real Slayer Cordy.
0: Yeah, just like, yeah, I'll- I'll bash her head in. She hits like a baseball bat and bashes one of the. Yeah. Someone's head in.
1: Yeah, it really captures her old spirit.
0: Of thriftiness? Finding a baseball bat or.
1: No, just of like being a sassy, don't mess sassy with me. Sassy
0: murderer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they win the fight, blah, blah, blah. And Spike comes on to Cordelia.
0: Yeah, he does. He pops a move on her. Oh, uh, and... Which is weird.
1: Yeah, She's I thought a... it was weird too. But he did say, are you still in a something, something with Angel? And Angel hasn't been brought up in the other verse.
0: Mm. No, he hasn't.
1: Yeah, because Buffy doesn't exist. So maybe Angel doesn't exist either.
0: Yeah, maybe not.
1: But he would. I mean, I don't know how to make the rules, man.
0: I've written Miranda is dead. Is she dead yet? Does she die? She
1: dies. She dies. She's not dead yet. But I found that confusing and... (laughs) I think at the start of the next episode, I'm just like, why do they keep recapping what happens? We know. We just listened to it. And then in the recap, it's like, Miranda died. I was like, oh, did she die? <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember if she died there, but I did write it down. Yeah. Oh, maybe I didn't. So no one knows. I mean, we don't know. We no. Didn't, we didn't listen closely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you... Maybe I shouldn't write notes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cody is sad.
0: It's got a little sad face on it as well
1: Show me the sad face Good sad face Okay Still the same scene Clem pulls up in a three-piece suit Which I find hard to picture Because he's got so many folds on his skin
0: Well, I mean, you need lots of fabric to cover lots of folds
1: Yeah, but I don't imagine the the folds uh, The fabrics going into the folds No, but I think
0: it would be like a really ill-fitting You know, and like You know, like Businessman in the nineties.
1: Yeah, those boxy Yeah,
0: those boxy suits, suits that didn't didn't fit.
1: Yeah, that's Clemson. And
0: I'm I'm talking like just like really bad fitting suits. Yeah, Peter that, Jackson. Yeah, Peter like bought from Myers.
1: Yeah. And so Clem pulls up in another car and I just wonder why they gave him such an interesting cars. Like they sat down like, let's write this yeah, character. All right.
0: Let's flesh out Clem, the fleshy guy. Yeah. Um. Uh, Sorry, I was really satisfied with that joke
1: (laughs) Sorry, I didn't pay enough attention to your joke
0: Uh, It wasn't good, it wasn't good, I just liked it So yeah, he rocks up in like a vintage sort of car Talking to himself
1: Vintage, but also like a junk, a junky car A
0: junky vintage car But yeah,
1: why why are they like, oh yeah, he's just just a car guy now Yeah And then I think, (laughs) I've got lots of question marks I'm like, I think Anyanka demands to be unfrozen Is that a word? Yeah and then I wrote Thord.
0: Thords, yeah, but unfrozen. It's it's frozen or it's been it's unfrozen. I think that's
1: unfrozen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. They have some kind of face off. But I did note that at the end Cordelia says, "Oh boy," and that's how the scene closes. And I would just like to point out to you that I have a bracelet that says, "Oh, oh boy. boy."
0: Did you make? Yeah, well, you made that yourself. Yes. Did you make it with a friend or on your own?
1: Out on my own. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Um, when I went to that cafe with my brother and partner.
0: Yes, in America.
1: In America, it was in Wisconsin. Yep. The point, the segue was that was in Wisconsin, and in Wisconsin they say, "Oh boy, a lot."
0: Do they? Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. Someone put on your cheese's hat. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hat is, but There's like a lot of cheese. That's why they're called the Green Bay Packers. Back to football. Because they like have a cheese packing industry there.
1: I know they're into cheese. The first thing I did when we crossed the border from Illinois to Wisconsin was like go to a cheese factory.
0: Yeah, and they've got the big cheese hats that they wear at the football games. Oh uh, yeah. It's sorry. I do heads. remember seeing that. Okay. Yeah. So the fight Clem's come to pick them up. Yeah. And now I'm trying to decipher my notes because we've both said Miranda's dead.
1: Oh no, I haven't said that. Yet. I've said it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she's dead.
0: Doesn't Clem eat her?
1: No, no. That comes later.
0: Okay. So they win the fight, but okay.
1: No, no, no. Oh, that's it. Sorry. They win the fight and they just like knock Miranda out. Okay. And Cordelia's like, I don't have time to kill this woman.
0: Right. Like, we got shit but to do. But she just was doing a lot, of whole bunch of other murder. Was cool with that. Because she, no, that's right. She, she breaks someone's neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But But I do remember her saying, don't have time for that. There's a lot of, I don't have time for that with her, Yeah, I've noticed. But, you know, you can't have a, what's this called again? A radio play. Radio. Can't have a radio play if everything goes smoothly, Andrew, you know?
0: Then it's just a play.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Then we're in a car. Yeah. Anya's driving. Driving with Indira to Sunnydale. Also note that other... Witchy Anya, not our Anya, mm. not Buffyverse Anya, other verse Anya has a license.
0: Does she not in? in no, okay. there's a
1: famous scene where her and Willow are driving around trying to like capture this troll that they made come out of a spell because they were messing about, and Anya's driving very badly, and Willow says, "Why didn't you tell me that you didn't know how to drive?" And Anya says, "Well, I didn't know if I could until I tried."
0: I think, I don't remember that. I was going to say, I think I remember that, but I don't think I remember
1: that. <laughs> well, I'll point it out to you next time. Yeah,
0: when that episode pops up. Yep. So they're driving to the magic box.
1: Yep. Yep. And even though Anya's like, her tone is different and she's lost a bit of her silliness, she's still, she's still out Anya and she still gets idioms wrong. And I really relate to people that don't understand idioms.
0: Like she is the cat?
1: I don't even know what that
0: well, that, I guess there that's getting wrong, because so she's the cat's mother. Um, Idioms, more like...
1: This joke's not going to end well.
0: Idiots. I'm going <laughs> to cut that one out.
1: Are <laughs> oh, you marking that no, in. I marked that in. <laughs> Andrew says, <laughs> silly thing. Um, also, I really love... I mean, I got sick of this by the end of these two episodes of the word best friend. Mm. But I do love how Anya and Tara are best friends in the other verse. And I also enjoy how Anya is like jealous of Tara's new partner. Like yeah. you know, when you're jealous of your friend's new partner and you're not jealous in a romantic way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think Indira was like Were you dating? Yeah. Yep. And it's like, no, you just like you had all this wonderful person's time and now they're with now they're somebody.
0: They've been stolen from
1: you. Yeah. Stolen's a bit of a strong word, but you know, I kind of go back and forth on this, or like it just wasn't made clear to me, but Indira suggests it could be dark magic that's possessed Tara. Yep. And Anya seems to think that Tara chose the dark side, which doesn't make sense to me.
0: No, I think... No,
1: it comes back around okay. after that. But okay. during that conversation, I was like, what? Why yeah. have you lost a little faith in your best friend?
0: Because they do talk about that. They do, They explain...
1: Yeah, afterwards, though, not in this scene.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And, yeah, it just didn't make sense that you're best friends mm. with this person, but you think that they chose the dark side and you don't... You don't know. Well, yeah, you don't try to save. It. You know what it reminds me of? Mm. Harry Potter. When...
0: They're all getting grumpy because of the Horcruxes.
1: No, oh. not at all. Okay. Um.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> when... Okay, how the four boys, like Harry's dad and friends, were friends in high school, the all bestest of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sirius apparently goes bad and Lupin is just outside, not in jail, not thinking... I knew this guy my whole life, and apparently he's bad now. I'm not going to go check in on that. I'm not going to visit him and just be like, I need to hear this. Yeah. About how he turned bad. Like, he lost faith in him so quickly and just believed what the Ministry of Magic told him.
0: There's probably some Potter people out there that are like, no, no, he knew and he was just protecting himself or something, something, blah, 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 blah.
1: Is that the side they want to take? I don't know. We're on the sides of best friends now.
0: Best puppy pals. Because one's a werewolf and one's a dog in Harry Potter.
1: Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be delightful doggy dudes? That's
0: good as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really good.
1: Okay. Uh, they get to the magic box. It's intact because all the spells around it. Anya's magic's growing, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, the door's
0: locked. She blows blows it off the hinges. Yeah,
1: it goes insane. Indira's really excited to be at the magic box. Yeah,
0: Slay Girl geeks out.
1: Yeah, because she is us.
0: She just talks about Buffy. There's a little. It's very much like a. uh, This
1: is for the fans.
0: Yeah.
1: And then this fucking scene with Tara and the monkey. Yeah,
0: Mister Pickles. Yeah. Why is his name Mister Pickles? It's a terrible name for a monkey.
1: Why is he there?
0: Why is he there? Like,
1: I feel like if there is no if
0: there's no payoff to this fucking monkey. That's exactly
1: like. Is it actually someone else? Where is this going? Tara says that the monkey can't spill her secrets. So I was like, is that foreshadowing that it's actually yeah. somebody and they can spill the secrets? Maybe
0: it's other Spike.
1: Maybe. It better or, be. Or is it Dawn? Is, it, is that where Angel is? Yeah. Mr. Is it Connor?
0: Pickles. It'd be
1: funny if Connor came back. Connor's. Angel's son.
0: Angel's son. The guy who's in Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just, this monkey really baffles me. Oh, and the scene so is annoying. really annoying. And the
0: way like she talks to the monkey is infuriating. And yeah. Every time that monkey's around, I just get grumpy. Yeah. I put a big sad face again in, in this on <laughs> my notes here. It says Tara and Mr. Pickles, and then a big sad face.
1: <laughs> well, I think you should put a grumpy face. Well, it's, oh, it looks a little grumpy. you should add some eyebrows doing this. Let's do that. I'm going to add some eyebrows now. Um, I will keep talking about this scene. It's sweet.
0: What colour eyebrows should they be? I've got green, blue. Black. Black.
1: All right. Or red. Um... Yeah, sweet normal, normal Tara's, like, trying to push through Drew is back, notes on voices and accents. I just really think her voice and accent is so good.
0: Drusilla's? Yeah. Yeah, I think I enjoy hers the most yeah. out of everyone's.
1: Like, it's perfect. Mm. What she's been practicing.
0: Yeah, and they talk a bit about, they talk about the book, that the grimoire.
1: By yeah, is that what you got? How do you spell it? Uh,
0: G-R-I-M-W-O-R-E.
1: Ah, I did AR at the end.
0: Yeah, I I, I, couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to be able to spell that.
1: Well, we don't know how it's spelled. Could spell it could be spelled like something.
0: That's true. It's an audio book, a book book. Yeah. Um, written by Andre Kur- Kurgan.
1: Yeah, yeah, Kurgan's definitely in it. It was, it was too many names for me to remember.
0: But Kurgan was the, the author.
1: Um, they start making out, which I find is weird and gross. And
0: that kind of leads into my title for this episode, yeah. Why So Horny?
1: I have more because of Giles. There's so much
0: horny in this. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just so much horny in this whole episode. <laughs> I just really don't need that.
1: When I when I write, why this is gross? I think I wrote the actual word like gross, and I delete it. Like I sound like a prude, and I was like, oh no, Andrew and I are prudes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to name this episode of the podcast "Why So Horny."
1: Okay, that's good.
0: Just uh, so unnecessary.
1: Yeah, or are we just? But it just goes – it's just too – like,
0: I don't mind if the – it's just too long. And the sound is gross. Yeah, it's unpleasant.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like someone's chewing gum into a microphone really loudly. no one
1: wants to hear that. No. Also, they're talking about making an anti-sun spell, I believe, just a sun spell. Yes. And there's also that episode where Anya is driving and she can't drive in Buffy. Uh, I think it's that episode where – Tara and Willow are trying to make a sun spell, but yeah. their version of it is like we'll make a portable sun and then when Buffy's slaying, she can like unleash it, unleash this sun and we'll just like kill them. Yeah, And I wondered if it was a take on that. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, it's not like at that moment I thought it was, but mm. then at the end when I heard about no, it, I was like, okay, no. no, that's not it.
0: So they talk about the spell because um, Drew comes in and Drew really wants to kill Anya. There's some talk about wanting to just like, oh, just let me kill her. Yeah. Bring them back so I can kill her. It's not, you know, stop, stop doing it. And then Tara talks about how Drew tricked her into using the grimoire, which made her a bit evil. And then I've got awkward because this is where the kissing is. Ah. And then they're talking about the sunlight spell. And then they're talking about how they want to use that to create, uh, make vampires immune to sunlight. No, I think
1: that was spoken about afterwards. Because my take on the anti sun spell, what I thought was maybe an anti sun spell, I, I didn't understand what it was. So mm. I feel like it was explained after.
0: They talk about it in this scene.
1: Yeah, no, no, they do yeah. talk about it, but yeah. I didn't quite get that it was so vamp, it was like for vampires. Yes. Not for the sun. Yes. Maybe I zoned out when they started making out. And I was like, yeah.
0: They also talk about going to Denmark.
1: Yep, getting her a crown. Maybe there's a huge Buffy fan base in, in Denmark, Denmark and yeah, so maybe. like let's mention.
0: Yeah, I'll have to ask Adrian, my friend who lives in Denmark. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then they talk about how if the spell goes wrong all the vampires on the planet will be turned to cinders, which just is feels like big foreshadowing. Yeah. For that, it feels like that's how that's going to go down.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was picturing. And that's why I thought of that. Cuz is uh, that other sun the, spell?
0: Yeah, the opposite. So originally the spell they describe is to help vampires be able to c- be immune to sunlight, Um, but if the spell goes wrong, it will essentially just create sunlight everywhere and kill all the vampires. They
1: can't kill all the vampires. That will leave Cordelia without purpose and a job.
0: There's other monsters out there. There's demons and... But she's
1: not Cordelia the Demon Slayer.
0: I mean, she still slays demons.
1: Yeah, but she's the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what she's called. Maybe she's just called Cordelia the Slayer.
0: Yeah. And then I just wrote a note that says Smelly Monkey...
1: <laughs> Does someone say that, or did I you get a vibe so. that the monkey was smelly? Oh,
0: I just hate that I monkey know. so much.
1: Um, and then, have, do you have anything else to say about that?
0: No, that kind of ties out the scene where they just sort of there was just the big foreshadowing of clearly like, oh, we've got this spell, and if it goes wrong, all the vampires are gonna die. I was like, well, I wonder how the vampires are all gonna <laughs> die.
1: You don't know that.
0: Why? Well, no, I don't know that, but.
1: But then we go to the magic box and the fucking dog's there. And I'm like, a monkey yeah, to dog. Yeah. And the dog's snoring. Cut to
0: box snoring dog.
1: Yes. <sighs> and it's like, why are they talking about this dog so much? It's like, yeah, the dog's snoring. One line is fine. But I feel like they keep coming back to the dog. They're doing research, which I enjoy, even though Indira's very bored, also weird that Indira doesn't know the importance of research if she's so, like, deep in, like, the Buffy universe. Yeah, like, that's yeah. all they do, man.
0: Yeah. Lots of, lots of reading. Yeah. And, like, she also reads a lot on Reddit.
1: Yeah. Just so read a book, she, dude.
0: Yeah, read it. You should be, like, excited because you're, like, you're getting a straight from the source. Yeah. She also seems very keen on learning magic. Yeah. She keeps kind of being like, oh, you're going to teach me how to do magic? You're going to teach me how to do magic? Yeah. So they're in there. They're looking for a specific book.
1: And then what I wrote is we find out that Tara was turned evil by this grimoire spelling Mm. unknown. Um, And so she's cursed and bound to this demon forever. Yes. And I wrote, but nothing is forever, Anya. I think instead of, this is also before I understood everything, I think instead of getting Spike to break up the evil duo, like that was their plan, like we need to break these two up, they're too powerful together, I feel like they could have worked on breaking Tara free. Yep. Um, and then she does say, or she really tried to, but I was like, why are you saying things are forever? Nothing's forever, dude. Like people come back from the dead all the time.
0: Yeah. You've already met dead people. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's, then that's where we learn that the grimoire is bad for vampires and if they touch it. So we kind of get a bit of explanation. I'm glad you wrote that,
1: that down, I was like.
0: So the, 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 so Drusilla tricked Tara into using the grimoire because, um, she needs someone to cast the spells, but vampires can't touch the spells or it will kill them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I also wrote, wrote something down at this point, which is when I paused it to answer a question because my girlfriend was asking me a question. I paused it to answer a question and then I looked back and I wrote six hours left because there was still six <laughs> hours of this radio play to go.
1: What did Alex ask you?
0: I don't remember. It was inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked back and I wrote down six hours left.
1: <laughs> Were you listening to it together? Like, was it on loud? No,
0: no, I had headphones in. Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: They hadn't mentioned... Giles in the other verse before this, mm, right? Because uh, afterwards you find out that he's dead and they go find the trapdoor. But I think Anya says something like, trapdoor, much be- easier than a transatlantic call or something. And I was like, what? Like, you don't know what your power is going to do in this trapdoor. I can't believe that you think making a phone call is harder. Like, it sounded like, oh, a phone call, what a big deal. Yeah. Like, well, this is not the 80s.
0: Yeah. I think also, like, they, they had this point where they were like, oh, the trapdoor only works with XYZ people. But uh, conveniently, I am XYZ people. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, then why'd you even say it? This is like, you added, you added like a. Oh, she was
1: thinking out loud.
0: You added a hurdle, like a narrative hurdle that was just, they were like, oh, no, we're going to have to work out how to get this thing open. Oh, it'll work because. I can do it. So it was something to do with the deed holder or someone who was present at the time yeah, of the yeah. spell being but cast. she's the same person. And she's the same person and therefore it's fine. I was like, cut it.
1: I mean, look, this would be difficult because they can't see what's happening. And so they have to describe everything.
0: Sure, but they could say, oh, here's the trapdoor. Oh, I, I think we might have to use this. If I can remember the canta- incantations or something, it should open up the thing, you know. Just felt a bit unnecessary. So it's like, it won't work. Oh, but there's a loophole, so it will work.
1: Yeah, and there's not even any research. Like, it's not like, let's figure this out. It's like, no, this won't work. Oh, actually, it will, because I'm the person on the deed, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, but is it Indira that says, no, you're on the deed in our universe?
0: I don't think so. I, okay. think, I think it was... Um, I don't want to poke Anya. holes
1: in this. In I feel like I'm offending Tara, like Amber Benson.
0: Oh, you look. look.
1: Poking holes in it.
0: No, it's fine.
1: Look, look what she's brought us.
0: A wonderful yeah.
1: a wonderful thing. And
0: and it's much better than I would be able to write.
1: <laughs> You'd hope so. You know. Since she's like a writer.
0: Yeah. So keep it up. Yeah. Don't don't let me who's who <laughs> is tired uh on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> get in the way of you.
1: If you're writing in your dreams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next thing I just wrote. Charles's voice. I was just so happy to hear him. Guess
0: who's back?
1: It's Giles. And uh, he...
0: What does the dog do? I read the dog did something.
1: I don't know. Just like after my first line about. Oh, the
0: it? dog finds the book they need. Oh, that yeah, they're, they're yeah. Looking for. And he like
1: sniffs out tweed or something.
0: Yeah. The, no, the dog finds the trapdoor. Yeah. Because, yeah, they talk about it being able to smell tweed. It's like a, I guess, a joke about English people and tweed.
1: Yeah. But what has he been like? preparing. Yeah, has the
0: dog been in England? Does it, Has it smelt tweed before? I don't know. Did you have a tweed sample that you put in front yeah, of this? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I wanted to know too. Like, why are we talking about the dog? Why? Jasper?
0: Is that the dog's name? I can't remember. Jasper, Mr. Pickles. Yeah, and they head off to London.
1: Uh, Giles runs a bookshop, which I goes with my cozy, like, oh, you're in your, your yeah. little bookshops. Um, it's cute how Anya and Giles both receive annoying book, bookshop phone calls to introduce them. Yeah, they're both like, no, I can't help you. Something, something. Um... Exciting! Olivia is there.
0: Yeah, is do we is Olivia from it already? I couldn't remember. I actually wrote down Olivia question mark, knowing I was going to ask you.
1: Yes, she was there.
0: What? Tell me about it.
1: Season four. It. Season four. Yeah, when he's in his apartment, like that era, not not Magic Box era, Giles apartment era.
0: Oh, that's you know why I wrote down so horny because they make Magic Box jokes about <laughs> vaginas.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like. God, everything's real horny and, like... I, that was less offensive to me than, like... I didn't find it offensive, but there's all It's just, like... It why was, so horny? Yeah. It's, and and <laughs> then we've got to Giles and he's there with Olivia and they're getting horny.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, hearing Giles, like, being affectionate is so gross. And that, that kissing noise, like, Giles making a kissing and, noise. And
0: Giles has, like, his voice has changed because he's older now. He's, you know, 20 years older, uh... Than when we last saw him and He sounded the same to me. He, he, he sounded more... Tired? T- yeah, tired's a good, good way to put it. But just more like drawn out, uh, groany.
1: Yeah, maybe... Just
0: older. He just sounded older.
1: Olivia still sounded sexy.
0: Well, Giles thinks so.
1: Yeah. Like um, just
0: before it gets too horny... The trap door opens and the girls interrupt.
1: I was putting the volume down in the horny bits. It's like, oh, I don't want to hear this. It's like hearing your parents kiss or what I imagine it would be like to hear your parents kiss. It,
0: it also feels like watching something on television where there's people like making out and your parents are around, even though your parents uh, aren't yeah. around. That's the vibe. Yeah, that yeah. Listening to this makes me feel that sort of uncomfortable. Embarrassment. Just embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh... I don't like this. (laughs) Oh,
1: Andrew, are we repressed? (laughs) Uh,
0: Why so horny? Uh, The musings of of some prudes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, what you said Anya shows up in the trapdoor with Indira. Cute reunion. That's what was my comment on it. Cute Mm, reunion. Yeah.
0: Then we cut back to Spike and Cordelia.
1: And possessed Clem slash Anyanka. Yes. this is where Hottie Miranda wakes up. Yep. Miranda, like, colludes with Spike and Cordelia to take down Anyanka. She's like, let me help. I can do this. And I was like, oh, why are you not being a bad guy? But then she's like, but if I do this, you have to let me go. And I was like, okay, bad guy. But also, yeah. like...
0: Just, yeah. Just, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, oh, I'll like, work with you. And Yeah, then... she
1: was, like, so bad in the p- first two mm. things. And now she's just like, oh, mm, whatever. And Miranda starts feeding off Anyanka and... She unfreezes, is that right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Well, Anyanka, I think I think Anyanka somehow breaks free um, and then says bitch again. There's just so many times that Anyanka slash Anya say bitch in this, I've noticed. Anya says bitch. Anya says get away from her, you bitch, when she's fighting Drew in like episode two or something.
1: Or do we hate swear words too?
0: No, I'm fine with swear words. Oh, it no, sounds no. like you got a problem. No, it's just, it's <laughs> like, it's, she, it's like her catchphrase. Ah, uh, yeah. So she's like, there's like, get away from her, you bitch.
1: Uh Cordelia calls Anjanka fugly, and I think we should bring that word back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all these girls in their in their uh denim pants with their like skirts that, that did I tell you about this that I was at uh some shop, something Muse, what's this? Mutual Muse. Mutual Muse. And all of the staff were wearing like kind of wide leg, kind of flared denim jeans and then skirts. Short skirts over the denim jeans. Was it
1: wide leg, and flared, or just flared?
0: A little bit, a bit, bit of wide leg flared. Maybe just wide legged, but not
1: these pants that I'm wearing now.
0: No, they were like wider, wider. Okay. Or like I think like wide from the knee kind of thing. Okay. It was very um, OC 2000 and you know 2002 to to 2006 kind of, probably even earlier than that even. It was
1: um, wearing the skirts. Yeah, that that's All those fugly girls. All those
0: fugly outfits.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: it didn't look good then. It doesn't look good now.
1: Yeah, you tell them. Yeah. Did you tell them?
0: Yeah, I went into the. I went to the place where.
1: Did the, you, white man Andrew, go into this?
0: I, I went in there, Mister, mid thirties, and went. This isn't how you fashion, you children, who work in a fashion store. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so bringing Fugly back um, Yeah And then I've got the comment about the best friend I like how everyone's very teenage with their use of like My best friend My best friend Clem and Spike and Anya and Tara are like Oh, it's my best friend Hey, yeah. best friend
0: I think the fight is between Clem and Miranda I don't think broke breaks out It has like escaped at this point I think she's just using Clem mind control to help him defend her when yeah. Miranda, because that's when Clem eats Miranda, and then
1: Anyanka runs off to kill other witchy Anya.
0: Yes, uh, off to find Anya, and then she's off to London, and yeah. that's where the episode ends. And it very
1: dramatically ends with Spike saying that they won't be able to stop Anyanka going to England to kill the others. He's like,
0: "Yes, um, there's no got, way we can get there."
1: Got my deep voice out again. No uh, music.
0: Oh, the music started, and I can't. We can't make it to London in time to stop any of it.
1: And Clem is not possessed anymore, correct?
0: Clem is not no. Clem is no longer. It, it was weird because he was kind of possessed, but kind of just in. Yeah. You know, he wasn't. He was just in. He was kind of under her under her bidding, but he's no longer.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I zoned out and was just like, huh, fugly, and then
0: best friends, <laughs> and I was just like. But the best friends in the that's in the next episode.
1: Yeah, but it happened here. It's oh, like, that's my best friend, Clem. Um, and I know they talk about it more next episode, okay. which is more. Anyway, that's all for now, everybody.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for listening to the Untitled Buffy podcast, a.k.a. Why So Horny.
1: Why So Horny by your two pals, Delightful Doggy dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye.
0: Bye.